Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Life in the Fast Lane. I am your host, Nick Carlson, the CEO and founder of Dawson Manufacturing and my wild ass <laughs> CTO. That's all you had. They just don't, we're well, done because right there. I heard your phone come through the Bluetooth. I was like, what the hell was that? It, yeah, I was like, oh, that, that was, I'm gonna, <laughs> we're going to turn that off. He's over here trying to get prepared for the podcast. But welcome back to another episode, guys. Um, thanks for joining in with us. We really appreciate every single one of you, and we love every one of you. And I tell you what, these podcasts have really, I, I don't know, it trying to put together into words what I feel and think and answer a lot of these questions we get and touch on all these subjects we touch on, it actually helps kind of recharge me because I'm able to then kind of dig deeper and kind of reevaluate all the different things I've learned over the years. Well, that it also helps you. Like you're analyzing things at different perspectives. Is like, okay, it's not just me. It's a hundred other people listening, two hundred, three hundred, mm-hmm. or hopefully eventually thousands. Yeah, you know. And at that point, it's we have to lay a message that's blanketed, but also hits as many facets as possible, and we can get it as deep as possible. We try. So, um, with that said, Kyle Parks, my CTO, Chief Talking Officer, is going to introduce the subject for today. I like it. So I will accredit this one, the topic, I should say, to Chris Williamson with Modern Wisdom. Um, I was listening, I think it was his like year-end podcast or one of them, and um, he said a line that I really, really, really liked, and I thought it was something cool that we could talk about because I believe Nick agrees with it too. Um, and it's, uh, a life should be lived by design, not by default. Oh, my God, it's so true. I, I heard it, and it was one of those ones where you like, you hear it, you're like damn that's good and then it, you like take a step back and you're like that's really good so we'll go go back to like kids right and they're not kids at this point a lot of a lot of people will at like 18 19 20 years old i'm sorry you're an adult mm-hmm. rubbers don't hit the road hoss and you need to get it figured out uh most people that i know when they're of that age they they don't know who they are they don't truly know who they stand for or what they're about to do with their lives they're just kind of Honestly, they're just waiting for life to happen to them instead of designing the life that they want. So the biggest one that I've noticed is, uh, you ever heard the saying square pig round hole? You're trying to <laughs> fit something that society has driven you towards. And like people always say, do these um, career aptitude tests and stuff like that. And it helps you find something that you may fall into personality-wise, trait-wise, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um I did one a while ago. I can't remember the results of it. I have to do it again to see if it anywhere aligns with what actually feels good for me. Um, but I love working with my hands, and I love being able to interact with people. Those are the two biggest things that I enjoy doing in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if I can do my own oil change, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. If I can cut grass, I'll do it. If I can weed whack, if I can use a blower, if I can use any sort of machinery, I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy talking. Mm-hmm. That is obvious by my title. Yes. Which, that was the one thing. When we were coming back from Equip this year, you were like, I'd like to do host and co-host. I was like, Mm-mm, I don't want to do that. I, I We need to do a different title because I co-host makes it feel like somebody in the background. It's somebody who comes on occasionally and does it here and there. Versus CTO, I, I feel that inherently goes with my personality. It's, it's like, I will out-talk. Any one of you suckers here mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. I can come up with topics. I'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. We'll do it. Um, but no, I, I enjoy interacting with people, and that feels more interactive than co-host. Okay, yeah. No, it it does. doesn't feel like somebody that's in the background. Uh, what I would say is great. 
be mindful that a title doesn't make the person. No, and I do agree with that. Showing up makes the person. Yes. What I'm saying is the matter of how it relates to how like you are or how you feel. Okay. So like I'm saying like you're the CEO and founder and inventor of Mulchmate. Mm-hmm. Right? It's those Sorry, I'm drinking water. That was loud. Sorry. <laughs> I'm thirsty. Maybe no ice. I know, maybe no Yeti. Yeah. Bottles. But um or we just put an insulator around the whole cup. <laughs> But, um, or I just want to be lazy and just go press the mute button. That works too. <laughs> um, I wonder if I can hear it through my mic too. I doubt it. Um, they are really sensitive. Yeah. Keep going. But no, I, you don't identify with those exact words, but those are who you are within Dawson Manufacturing. So yes. if I come in here and I ask something, I come as a persona of like hey look like this is an idea i'm gonna throw it to you you're up here i'm down here and it's not the matter of oh yeah there's a hierarchy pyramid it's just a matter of those are the steps of hey look like i know where i rank i'm not going to step and say i'm the owner runner of dawson manufacturing i would never do that but hey here's an idea of what may help Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's a it's a I don't want to say an identifier or a tag or anything like that. It's just it's a way for you to say, hey, look, like I am I am the powder coater and podcaster of Dawson Manufacturing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, what would you call that? Now I'm getting confused. I don't want to call it an identifier because it just makes me feel too. That's a, that's just that's just the position you're in right now. There position. Sorry, my ear itches really bad, and that felt really good. Uh, and my brain just went. <laughs> yeah, he just went fried. So yeah, Ugh. I get I get everything you're saying. Like I don't walk around here ever going, "I'm the CEO." No, I only say it on the podcast so you guys understand my position in here. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's it is my qualifier for the for the moment, but I don't walk around here with my big old chest stuck out. No, and that's not me saying, "Oh yeah, mine's out with CTO." It's like, hey, these are. In the podcast, you have the credentials. Mm-hmm. I have the experience of being able to ask the questions from being a person that doesn't have as much experience as you does. So it's I a, can it's go, a parameter. I- exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's a parameter. So that's all it is. Yeah, and, and they change. Like yeah, and you're not stuck within them either. It's that this is what you're given. If you think outside the box, cool, go for it. And and you know what the crazy thing is? I've had thoughts on my head of you know one day I'm probably going to hire a CEO for this place. Somebody that has a higher qualification than I do. Yeah, and then you'll just be a stakeholder, essentially. Or, what? Uh, uh, is it stakeholder? Sh- shareholder. Shareholder, yeah. yeah shareholder. Um, like yeah. Musk is or whatever with Twitter now. Yeah, I'd be a shareholder, and I, I still would be always be the founder. Board member. Board member, yeah. Couldn't think of the name. Yeah, I'd be I'd be the the the, the founder of the company, um, but there I'd be a board member, and there'd be a board, and we would have vice presidents, and, you know, it'll – there'll be a democracy to it all yeah it'll get there we will and that's and that's fine um but you know sticking on on track here your your main focus of this again was lead by lead your life by design not right. by default right so i i i was talking to some people yesterday and i have this saying and i i think i've said it here on the podcast but i'll say it again we all are just playing a character of what we like Mm-hmm. Right, and do, in your opinion, who do you think is the most influencing thing in your life that makes you become the character that you are? I, I have an opinion. It's pretty. I have a pretty strong opinion on this one. Um. Okay. I I have 
You want me to just say it? You go, but I have two points that I'd like to touch on. Your with. dad. Your dad is typically the one that makes the biggest influence on you. Yes. You're, I, okay, so I'll say for men, it's the father because they're always looking for the approval of the father, mm-hmm. which was something that I read. Um, I think it was like The Man of the Wild or The Wild of the Man or something like that. It's a book that I read a while ago. I can't remember the name of it. Right. Um, but the, the ch- children that are male typically tend to seek father figures and the approval of that father figure. Um, the other one, too, as you get older that I've noticed is your spouse. Yeah. You tend to seek the uh, approval and the um, – what's the word? I can't think of it off the top of my head. I love how as we get further in the podcast, or, or especially today, just brain just gone. Um, it's the weather. It is the weather, 100%. Um, I j- I'll just say approval, the approval of your spouse. And then there's another one where I say is you also kind of look towards your past to define you sometimes so yeah i'll give you a great example very vulnerable thing so i just figured out in the last couple months that i had to grow up really fast as a child Mm -hmm. really 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 fast um i was that the therapy session that kind of knocked you on your ass mm -mm, mm, i figured it out and brought it to my therapy session Mm. Um, Because you came back from one of them and you were saying something, and you just never disclosed it, but you were saying something really had you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing bad, nothing like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, my whole life. No, it wasn't that at all. It was like I brought that. That was part of it. But I brought the fact that I was – I had to grow up so damn fast, and I was raised around adults. I was never raised around kids that I just – I became an adult way before I was ever an actual adult. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to act that way. I wanted to fit in with the adults. I wanted to never look stupid, never look childish. Um, There's some other things in there that I won't get into, but um, I had started to to force my own children into growing up too fast. Yeah. And I didn't let them just be kids. Just be, enjoy your youth, man. I never got a chance to really, really enjoy my youth because I was always in this like fight or flight mode. Um, but through all that, I had to design my life and, and looking forward – I knew with within reason basically how I wanted my life to look. I'm not there yet. I'm behind. I'm frustrated because in my lifetime, I've seen the economy turn down four times. And that is extremely frustrating being the fact that I work my hiney off. I think I'm nonstop thinking about what to do better, what to make right, what to make you know more simplified or just not necessarily how to make more money, Money, money is a fluid thing. It comes and it goes. Yeah. So what you have to do is you have to learn how to make more and let more flow, right? It's it's more it's kind of like going from a garden hose to a fire hose. I'm trying to make the hose and a fire bigger. hose to a dam outlet. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. So and and you're just trying to allow as much money to flow through it because mo- if you hold money, money just dies. So everything in this world is is not yours. It's a it's a it's an intangible fluid thing. Like money is just fictitious. It's just a matter of what. Once we got off the gold standard, whatever that was in the seventies, I think it was. I believe was it so. Nixon? It I th- yeah, whatever it was. Once we got off of that, money was in just this fictitious number that just get, nowadays just gets typed into a computer, right? And so, in order to design your your ultimate life, you've got to basically decide a few things. What what's going to make you happy? What are you not going to tolerate? Seventy one. There you go. Was it Nixon? That it? I don't. I, it doesn't say. I can't. This. I can't remember off. The, I'm not a good historian person, but um, you know, 
when when I was growing up, yep. I, yeah, it was okay. So there you go. Um, I'm not that dumb, <laughs> but I had to design what I wanted in my life and how I was going to react to it all, and then basically figure out what I wanted, and then work backwards from the from the finish line back to where I was, and then that way I kind of knew what path I was going to travel. Now, of course, have I had to switch lanes a few times? Dude, I've had to exit this highway a couple times because I've had so many large roadblocks thrown in front of me. But the point is, you don't just park the car and get out. You take the exit, you drive some back roads, it slows you down for a little bit, you find the the, the, the on-ramp to get back on the highway, and then you get back on the highway. Or for you people out west, the freeway. Yeah. Right? So you get back on the, the, the road, right, and you get get off that side road that's slowing you down, and you go, okay, all right, back, back on track. if you're in Texas, the International Raceway. Yeah, those boys, they get it. But um, designing that path is super important. And what I find is, I was talking to a young man the other day, and he's like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I'm like, dude, you're a very bright kid. Like, very bright. What do you mean you don't know? Yeah, he is. He's a very bright kid. I like him a lot. He has worked very hard. He is, I mean, dude, he paid cash for his RAM, $36,000. Mm-hmm. Just paid cash. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I never did that. He's way better than I ever was. Yeah. Way um so kudos to his parents kudos to himself um and he he designed what what he was looking for and when i say designed i mean everything like okay here's this is just the first example that popped in my head this is this is way out left field at home kyle do you have a drawer you keep all your silverware in yes do you have an organizer in it yes why because it keeps things from just being scattered all over the place. Right. I mean, they're it's, easy to find. It's a design drawer that holds silverware. You'll just throw all the shit in the drawer and slam the door shut. If you do, you're a heathen. You're 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 a psychopath, and I don't even want to know you. Stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> That's craziness. So you have to sit down and think about, okay, the, the knives are going to go in this drawer, this slot, and all that, and you have to make those decisions. A lot of people, well, I like find... it's like um, the cooking utensils all go in a, a certain, like, upright, like the tongs and your whisks sure. and shit like that. Sure, you have to you have to have that. You can't live your entire life where everything's a junk drawer. Mm-hmm. And you just throw it in there. Like, people that have junk drawers, like, I have one drawer that's not a junk drawer, but it's just, like, mis- miscellaneous stuff. Now, when yeah. I was growing up, my parents had multiple junk drawers. And that drove me nuts because there was no design in their life on how they were going to live. Tell me what grandmother was. Like, you go into one office and you're like, dude, I can't see the four. I get it. I don't know what it was about that generation, but that's how they were. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it. It is weird to me. But the, the, the other thing, too, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, was mm-hmm. foods that were past expired. Oh, yeah. My parents always ate food past expired. It was insane. All of them. There was one that was in my grandmother's. I'll use you back on track. But there was one in my grandmother's drawer that was from 1996, and my aunt cleaned it out five years ago. You go, my you go, my father's house right now. You go underneath his his um, bathroom sink, and it's just a bunch of shit laying on the in in the cabinet, just everywhere. You go in my bathroom, and there's like a little drawer set up, and you pull each drawer, and the top drawer is mine, the bottom one's my wife's, the third one down is my kids. Yeah, and that's the order we go in. Outside of that. There's a couple, you know, things of toilet paper and things of deodorant that don't fit in the drawers. And then I travel a lot, so I have this, like, um, what do you call that little leather case? You zip it up, and you keep all the crap in it to- for toiletries and stuff. I have that right on top. Aftershave case? Whatever it is. It's got it's got shaving stuff in it. There's a toothbrush in it. There's 
toothpaste. There's yeah. Here, I'm ready to go. That's not what I call it. When I go home, if I need to leave right now, I literally already have a backpack. So if I have to just run, I can run. And that's because my life is designed. It, it's designed to everything that You've I given do. yourself the structure. Yeah, I have a full-blown structure of my entire life. And I don't just haphazardly just throw my clothes in a drawer. Like, yeah. Do you fold your clothes? Or do you roll them? Some people roll them. So <laughs> packing, I roll them. When I put them in my drawer, I fold it because for some reason, mm-hmm. when you roll them and you put them into like your suitcase and stuff, it fills the cracks better, and it, you're not having to like beat the snot out of your correct. suitcases. It's weird, but it works. It's completely correct. That is exactly right. Um, but I also wear I like a I have a I'm not gonna say a full size duffel bag. It's like a half size duffel bag, mm-hmm. and that's normally what I take all my stuff in. Yeah. So what it, what all this makes me think of is I remember the day that I stopped reacting and I started thinking about okay, how do I do my daily stuff better? Yeah. And I started designing a routine that would suit me. Now here's the bad part of it all. This this designed routine turns into a rut. Now, what I would say is like with this company, I had to literally build myself a rut and lay in it for like three or four years to get to where I was. Because if I pop my head out of this rut, I could see the world. And I was like, oh, that looks awesome. And it would distract me. Well, then you. Ooh. Mm. Brains went down a weird rabbit hole. Okay. If you're feeling like you're in a rut and you poke out to look at the world, Mm -hmm. do you think that attracts shiny syndrome more or less more because you see what everybody else is doing outside of their rut dude shiny syndrome is simply the fact that you see other people doing it and you want to join in on it but that's the is like if you think about some of the people so people say oh discipline and i i know you don't like using the word i like using it because it's it has the definition of you create structure of your life in order to get to a specific outcome. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind the word discipline. What I don't like is the fact that people don't use it. Yeah. They they create an excuse for themselves and they don't have any discipline. So I don't like the fact that people say it and then don't back it up. Yeah. That's what bugs me. And then they'll sit there and try to lecture me and tell me, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm looking at it. I'm looking them dead in the eyes. I'm going, you're literally lying to yourself right now. Yeah. Your mannerisms are telling your mouth, not even your mouth opening I can see the way you hold yourself, the way you dress, that you're you're lying to yourself, mm-hmm. which only hurts you, but I'm not going to be a part of it. And you're going to wonder why I'm not investing in your life or talking to you or whatever, because you're, you're, if you can't invest in yourself, what makes you think it's safe for me to be in your life? Yeah, that was me two and a half years ago. Yeah, and I give people like you a chance, and I'm hard on you. I was really hard on you, and the young man I was talking about earlier, I was hard on him. Yeah. But look where he is now. The people that get me are the the showboaters. The one the people that can take it though are the ones that turn around and turn into a monster later. The humble ones. Yeah. The showboaters the showboaters are so worried about what they look like to other people. The gold chains, the watches, the clothes, the trucks, the 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 cars, the house, the the way they look online, even the dumb things like they like and share. You can tell you're like, dude, you're so materialistic, it's unbelievable. The one I know is going to surprise me in the long run, friends wise, Benjamin. Why? He's a silent killer. Is he? He is. He like when they said they could get the house that they have, I was like, I am never questioning you ever in my life. <laughs> like 
I'm not going to give all of his details, but the way that he is, him and his wife, Kimberly, they're very to a T. They're very goal oriented. They're Mm -hmm. like, they are very good at the discipline of, I want this. I'm going to find a way to get it. And they, they are really good at it. He's going to be a silent killer. So he's, he's able to laser focus in, stay structured, stay a course and not let shiny syndrome deter him off of his path i can see him at like 45 saying he's just gonna retire and just or not retire but just the company's gonna be his bank mm-hmm. and he'll find his way into something else it's weird man i'm i'm 37 and i just started not so much thinking of retirement as in like i'm gonna start saving now because i've been saving for retirement for years mm-hmm. unfortunately this company made me suck down 75 percent of it yeah. Like I had all the money in the world set aside for my kids way back when. And I had like, I had three figures for each of them. I'm not sorry, not three figures, six figures Yeah, for each of I them. I know what you meant. Yeah. yeah I just, After the comma. Yeah. Yeah. I just <laughs> saw the first comma. I didn't get past it, but I had both of them set up with at least six figures and I had to suck that dry back way back when to get this to go. And I've been working on replenishing that again since. Yeah. And I'm not back to where I was. Um, but we're, 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 we have designed a system that if, man, here's the thing that sucks. I had this thing designed to be three or four times what it is now, and I ran into a worldwide pandemic. Literally year two. Yeah. That hurt bad. But I had it designed. I had it all ready to go. And the only reason I was able to survive all of it is because how how much I had thought it through. And the, o- the only saving grace I had was the fact that this the the type of products we sell no matter what happens in the world solve a problem that we'll always face so a saying i heard way back when and i will probably always adhere to it is a man with a plan will defeat a man with a degree oh yeah well it's like okay talent i will i will take effort over talent any day yeah because talent's pointless if you don't use it Mm -hmm. if somebody's willing to give me the effort (laughs) bring it on baby it's funny. I was in the shop and I was messing with. Sales. <laughs> you know how when the guys wake up and you're just you're just kind of getting the groove of using the forklift, and sometimes like you don't have the forks all the way up and you just tag the pallet. Mm-hmm. Well, Sam had did that earlier, and I'm like, man, you don't know how to drive this thing. And he's like, nope, no, nope, no, I don't, I don't have certification. Da, 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 da. <laughs> he was just messing around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me ask you, would you take training or would you take experience? over somebody and he was like well it depends and I was like interesting and he was like well if I was looking for a conglomerate I would want training because you have to kind of cover your overhead and all that or your ass with like OSHA and stuff like that or versus experience like if that person knows how to run and drive that forklift seven ways to Sunday Mm -hmm. you know like he's like I would take it seven you know ten times out of ten because I know I can trust that person on that forklift there's an, there's another saying. It's called uh, "those that can't do teach." Yes. Sorry for those that teach, but if you were better at being an entrepreneur and running a business, you wouldn't be teaching people how to run a business. Yeah, because then you would make the course, and then you would make the money out of. The I course. wouldn't. I don't need to sell a course because I make plenty of money here. Yeah. Like more money than. That's not being focused. The okay to me here's here's how I see it. When it comes to running a business, I don't think you need courses to run a business. You need time and consistency. That's that's the business side. And knowing how to com- problem solve. Yes. When it comes to like media and stuff like that, courses I do think are helpful mm-hmm. because it's an ever-evolving 
I'm, I wouldn't say unit of measure, but it's really not. It's it's an ever evolving echelon of well, here's, our lives. Here's my question though: if if the, if it's ever evolving, then that media company or person they're learning it. Yeah. Well, how are they learning it then? Why can't you just do that? Well, that's the thing is, if you can figure out how to learn it, then that's how you are able to monetize. If they can do it, you can do it. Because that's the one thing I. This is one reason I. I'm going to say his name again, Alex Ramosi. I appreciate him is because he the way that he grew his company from what he says and if his credentials are correct, he ended up going out and buying the time of the people who were able to do the things he couldn't, learned from them, and then applied it to his business and then said, okay, I don't need you anymore, and then taught his team to do it so that he could then move to the next thing. Right. And that's when I was like, wow. You know, like if I have the ability to buy a course – at home that helps me learn media, but then I can also produce more for this company. I'm creating more value for this company as well as myself because I then know how to have that as a valuable asset and lesson in life. Sure. No, that makes that that makes complete sense. I use the analogy of hats. Yes. If I can if I can hand people a hat is a representation of a position or a task. Yeah. And then what I what I notice is I end up wearing too many hats. Or I watch somebody else wearing too many hats, and then I'm like, okay, take that hat off and give it to that guy. Okay, nope, we need another person. Okay, give that hat to the new guy. I like the one thing um, you had said when we were doing reviews in June was comparing um, the company currently to highways. Mm-hmm. Like Sam's running an eight lane. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> couldn't think there. Jamie's running like a six. Mm-hmm. Justin's running a five. Gavin's running a two because he's doing just in and Wells, or it was at that time, mm-hmm. you know, and I was working up the ranks of how many lanes I was working because I had powder coating. I was learning electrical. I was learning something else at the time. I don't remember. Oh, um, assembly. Mm-hmm. So it was just a matter of how much can you provide to the company in order to. Yeah, it's, it's also like driving a truck and a trailer, mm-hmm. right? Like Sam's trailer is an 18-wheeler. It's big. Yeah. He's he's got a lot on him. And and sometimes it's Sam's an oversized load. Sam Sam is definitely an oversized load. And I was talking to him about it and I'm like, part of the reason his is oversized load is he hasn't learned how to delegate. Yes. And I keep telling I told him today, I said, Look, you've learned how to become more of a manager and a and a shop manager um bet, better now than it ever was. But you still only like fifty percent there, Hoss. Because mm-hmm. I keep having to pick up things and check things and say things, and he'll he'll ultimately get there. Um, but it takes a lot of self awareness, focus, um, self reflection, and flat out just not being overly happy with where he is. He needs to be a little harder on himself. Yeah, I'd say the biggest critique right now is the the end of the day cleanup. I've noticed that there's still things like when I come in, there's the pot rivet pins here and there, and it's, it should never even hit the floor. Yeah, never. It should always go straight into. I will say game. the one gun is kind of finicky though. It doesn't fix it. pull it. Then fix it. Yeah. Put new put new jaws in it. Like every see, like you just gave an excuse, and in my mind went straight to stop. Yeah. Fix it. Make it fucking better, or get a different gun. We used to do the uh, the rivnuts with the hand squeezy yeah. thing. I don't know if you remember that or not. No, I remember you telling me about it, though. So we have, we have these things called rib nuts, and basically with guys that you're listening, that it's a it's a, it's a a nut with sheet metal around it, and you stick it in a hole, and when you squeeze it, it pulls it like a pop rivet, and it 
creates threads in a panel. Yeah. Right. And then you unthread it and pull it out. And, and you can buy these like hand style in uh, on Amazon. They're like sixty nine bucks. And it's just, it, it's almost like bolt cutters. Yeah. Right. And I was watching my guys go through it, and they just anytime I see something that is frustrating somebody or it sucks or they just kind of getting the aggravated. Acid. Yeah, the acid, all that. When we sit down and look at it all, I try to find a solution to it. Like the acid, I ultimately said, get the laser, get the, um, I'm sorry, not the laser, the burn off. We needed to find a burn off place. And we found one of our vendors and then we found another vendor and we just had to put more effort in, into doing that. And we had to spend some money to get double the amount of hooks and things to then be able to like go back and forth and back and forth. That was just a money spend thing we're trying to figure out. And we didn't know what, exactly what to do. So we got that figured out. But this RivNut tool, instead of having to pull the handle and the guys are like just busting a nut trying to get it done every day, we had looked up RivNut tools here in the United States and they were like 3500 4000 And here's this is crazy. I have been in a position in my life where I had made so much money that I would just be like, well, oh, spend it, oh, spend it. And then I had lost it all doing that. Yeah, and and that's me being very vulnerable. I, I at one point my landscape company, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank, and more money saved. That was just the, the business account, my personal account. Everything was good. I lost track and focus of what was important, and I ended up losing nearly all that money. And then I was like, pump the brakes! Holy crap, what am I doing here? I was just throwing money at problems instead of actually solving them. Well, that the, was one of the things that Corey Ballard dealt with too. Was like he's like we had cell phones that we were that people would you know we were still paying plans on. We had trucks that we had sold. Insurance was still being paid on, and yeah, I mean, might not seem like a lot if you have. Well, he said he was making ten million dollars a year and making zero profit. Yeah, zero, and that's insane. That's insane, and I went through that same thing too, and so that's why you know you have to design your life and each individual little system like everything that's in your bathroom at home design it lay it out make it easy on yourself you know your soaps you use like i use all the same soap every single day you won't see me do i wear anything but what you see me in right now Mm -mm. you know i do that so i have to think about it for weekends i don't even do it on weekends hardly (laughs) i I literally every weekend i wear the same two shirts yeah because they work and it's less for me to think about and you know what I wear as soon as I get home? Mm. Throw on me some sweatpants for my beautiful skin. <laughs> you There's, your there are fun days where I put boots on with sweatpants. And Chloe's like, what are you doing? You're not leaving the house like that. I'm like, I'm going to the dump, but I'm not putting work pants on. I don't want to change. I couldn't do it. Oh, that would drive me insane if I was her. I'd be like, get dressed. But you have the skin issue. Yeah. So I get it. I, I can sympathize with that. It's just tough. I also I like I enjoy being comfy. I hate I hate jeans. Really? I hate jeans. See, I I get that. There's a that. couple of pairs that I'm okay with wearing. I just I hate jeans. I, I hate think them. you just haven't had the right set. That these are like I wear BKEs and these are the most comfortable jeans I've ever had. Yeah. Like you go wear Levi's or um Arizona's or what are some of the other brands? Wrangler? I couldn't Blech. tell you. Them. What do you wear? Like Walmart blue jeans? I know. Well, I have I have one. It's called one's called Red Ale. That's a really good one. Uh, what's the other one? Rye. Okay, you're blurting out names. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, know. I got them off of. Um, we we did Stitch Fix a while ago just for Stitch like a, Fix. Yeah, it's a clothing like 
company they just send you outfits and stuff like that oh and i needed jeans and that, those were a couple of the pairs that came through but they're mm. those were some of the comfortable ones mm. um but no like when it comes to like work pants i wear like true work those have been really comfortable the only thing that weirds me out though is the double button Ooh. yeah it's weird that is very weird although my dad likes the fucking button crotch I'm no like, really no He's like it lays better. I'm he's, like, he's a whatever. psychopath. He is. He's a psych. No, no buttons. You're, <laughs> Mr. Parks. <laughs> yeah, he said that at Christmas this year. He's like, I don't have any zipper pants. I was like, what? I, you know what? I don't even want to know. That's weird to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, getting you know, keep. Yeah, I know you hate this, but keeping on track here with the whole designing. But that's kind of part of it too. Is like the pants stuff. Is like that's how my life is designed. Like work pants, I have specific. Like these are Duluth, and I have True Work. Those are the two pants that I wear. And mm-hmm. then when I go home, I only wear sweatpants for the most part. Like but, if we go out for dinner, I wear. Yeah, jeans. yeah. I would just say be very mindful. Not just you, but just like any of us, me included. Don't over design. Yeah. So like here at Dawson Manufacturing, when we design a product, it actually starts off super complicated, and we 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 spend an exorbitant amount of time simplifying things. What were you going to say? Elon Musk literally does the same thing. He goes, nope, don't need it. Nope, we don't need it. Nope, we don't need it. Nope, yep. we don't need it. I do you the same cut thing. It, he's like, if you don't have to add things back, you didn't do it right. Correct. Correct. So we literally... We don't remember why that was, but I, I do remember that. I'll give you a great example. When we, there's, this, there's this Heim joint. It's a little knuckle inside the Cartmate Pro. And we first designed it. I, I spec'd out a three-quarter inch Heim joint. Oh, the little tab? The little swivel thing inside the knuckle in, that threads into the spine of the oh, car. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, a Heim yeah, joint. Yeah. And it's a race car thing. And so I had spec'd out this three-quarter inch Heim joint. And again, I was taking the Elon thing. And I didn't even know Elon did this. I learned it on my own. That's it's the just, racing. Well, it's the racing, but it's, it's just crazy how, like, if you go and you compare the most successful people in the world, the recipe's all the same. It's all the same. So I would go in, and I, I ended up specking out a, a thinner, smaller Heim joint, and it was a half an inch and, and this and that, and it was just – it failed. It was terrible. And to your point, you just said you had to go back in and add something. I had to go back in and make that thing stronger. Yeah. Because it was like te- – I hate this freaking word because engineers love this. Technically, it works. Technically, the real world, it should be 75 degrees every single day, no humidity and the beautiful sunshine. But that's just not how it goes, dude. Yeah. So <clears throat> I I agree with what you just said about Elon because we go through the same thing here. And in making something simple is actually extremely difficult. Well, that was like one of the things. So like when Jamie goes and designs the parts, the one thing I've had to bring to light, especially recently since we're taking on a lot more powder work is – how am I going to hang this? Yeah, that's a huge conversation. You know, and that's what was it? The battery is no, 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 no. The uh, panel for the um, the controllers. Control panel. Yeah, the, we're, no, where the so the control panel that's on the front, the black one. Mm-hmm. Then we have the wires that go down to the multi to the box. Oh, distribution box. Yeah, there's that little white panel that sits right in yeah. behind the chute. Yep. That it. It's four um, holes on the one side for the bolts to hold it in, but mm-hmm. there's nothing on the other. So when we put it in the oven, mm-hmm. they kind of sit catty corner because it's like a trapezoid, mm-hmm. and it sits catty corner, and you can't really hang it any other way besides if you put it in with the um, side panels to the mulch mates. Mm-hmm. You can hang one off of each one, yep. and that's what we normally did. Yep. And um, so you would do like 12 side panels, and then you would do 12 of the other ones. But if you had to put them in individually, mm-hmm. it didn't work. 
So I was like, dude, can we add in just small, tiny yep. holes? To ju- Granted, a little bit of mulch will get in there, but it's not getting behind the panel because it's, no it's, it, it's what a – We could put a decal over if we wanted. Just yeah. a little white decal and you never even know. So, again, that goes back to designing your life. It's not just a matter of designing it to work, but it's designing it to be assembled right, stacked well, shipped well. Design it to work for you. Powdered, powdered easily, baked easily then assembled easily then the customer sees it and when they see it it's ultimately got perception is reality yeah what you perceive is your reality and if they look at a mulch mate and they go oh god why is there holes everywhere it's not gonna go over as well as if they go oh wow that hole is very specific and every bolt is in line and this isn't just hacked together by a weld shop this is a designed thought out step-by-step thing that is retrofittable to old machines and new machines and it's lighter it's stronger it's better and every single person that touches it likes the part which we might actually have to make a change potentially on the knuckles for the cart mates you better hurry up instead of making it so that we have to put bars in we could just run um we could just run two holes in so we just hook two hooks into the knuckles and then continue downward but i gotta talk with jamie about that do it i mean i i can't be the only thing is the capacity of the hooks do you know the capacity yeah we can test six pounds each yeah for the ratings could you double them could technically how how much heavier those knuckles because they're heavy like 25 pounds now you just need to add a bar go across we could do a bar, but what I'm saying is like if we want to be efficient as hell, uh-huh. like that's the way to be efficient as hell is make it so we can stack each part on one another. Well, you know what we could do? Those 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 wires instead of like right now I think they're eighth inch diameter. We can just get quarter inch diameter. Mm-hmm. That that's not. I mean, it's that's that balance. That's that balance between money and production and design. Yeah. So where do we spend the money? We spend it in hooks, or we spend it in, t- in design, or we just spend it in time. Yeah. And that's that's the. The cal- we have to calculate all that. We have to design. You have to design everything from the moment it becomes a part to then how it goes in your powder and then now as it gets shipped or stored. Even things like you have to design a replacement knuckle. Like how does that get shipped? How does that get inventoried? You know? Yeah. All those things. What box does it go in? All that is part of what we do here. And that's we do it better than most. Even, even how somebody gets a replacement part, we design all that. Yeah. Speaking of which, we got to do something with that. Yeah, never mind. I was just thinking about something. Anyway, keep this in mind, guys. You know, we've we've been just kind of rambling here about designing different things. You know, take a second before spending any money and just try to envision visualization. Have we done a podcast on visualization? If we haven't, we should. Visualization to me is one of the key things in life, period, I think, because you have to visualize your your spouse you visualize what your life looks like and if you're not then you're going to end up with a life that is not what you probably in, you know had in mind the one thing though is i'm no i was listening to justin waller the other day and he's one of those like i'm, I'm call him influencers but he's a blue collar guy sure and he's one of those like he doesn't like vision boards because he thinks they're too arbitrary sure and to me, if I don't see something, I'm not going to want to work for it. Sure. 
So, like, if I have a picture of a newer truck and a house and property, and, like, those are the actual physical things that I'm going for because they're materialistic. So if you picture the materialistic things, you can go for it. Mm -hmm. Versus, like, I want to put my one goal that I put up for my vision board is by 30, I want to have $100,000 in the bank. It's good. That's an easy goal, I think, for you. Yeah. I think that's completely attainable. So it's like there, there's – you have to be able to find what works for you, but you can't just go, oh, that'd be cool to have, and then you forget about it. You have to make it so it's something that's reoccurring and it's always front of mind. Yeah, I I, I believe that's a, that RAS. And, and my father, as a, I was, as a child, he, he taught me basically two things. He always said, visualize everything that you want, and then whatever it is you want, keep that front of mind 100% of the time and you will become that your mind will just work towards it even when you're sleeping yeah and that's just that's huge that is huge um it's so important like i i remember my landscape company was called laser cut because i liked laser cutting parts for like race cars i thought that was this mythical create you're cutting metal with a light what Think about that. Now I'm cleaning metal with a light. Yeah, and we own it, and we're doing it, and now I have a team that does it. I don't even know how to turn that machine on. I have no idea. You I, did have me come over and use the machine that that one day doing your R8. Yeah, I mean, that that was a direct indication of I practice what I preach. I'm not saying you need – when have I come on here and said, you need to know every single step of every single part of your business? Never. I never say that. What I say is you go in and you – you, you visualize what you overall want it to be, and then you start problem solving and, and getting in there and creating the systems and the people and putting the things in place so you don't have to do them. But you, it is good to have a general understanding because if, if you have somebody that's able to like blow smoke sure. and they're telling you what you think you need to do and you let them just go do it and they're not producing results, well, then you go results equals what – or input equals what result output. Right, right. So, like, I know that – Going into powder, we use the fiber laser to clean, and we also use the orbital sanders and a certain... Sand- yeah, depending on the part. We like, if get- we're doing the side panels, you need the orbital, orbital sander Correct. because it's faster. Yes, I know that when things are more flat, you use a sander. When you have crevices and crevices, you use a laser. Like, mm-hmm. I know all that. I just don't necessarily know how to turn the laser on. Yeah. Could I sit down and figure it out? Sure. I don't need to know that. <laughs> Big red, key, button... Then hit a couple of the touchscreen options, and boom, you're going. Right. It's not, it's not that ridiculous. So I, I'm very much aware of what's going on, but I don't need to – that's not front of mind for me every day. Yeah. That means I'm running a good business. We had a guy come in today, pick up a mulch mate, and I'm showing him around, and I'm, I'm asking people to get me things in this app because it's not my job to know the inventory. I know it's there. I can look into the system and see what's there, but I don't necessarily need to know – where every single thing in the whole building is. Yeah. I have well, people for that. Sam knows where pretty much everything is in the building. Not anymore. Because today I, I asked him for I said something. pretty much. He's like, Justin knows where that's at. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, yeah, because Justin's now in part right. of and, that. And that, that's the system. And mm-hmm. we all stay in our lanes and we all. It's we part have, of him delegating too. Right. And that's the design of our structured system. Uh, wait wait for our little uh, YouTube series we're going to try doing here soon if Nick will allow me to do it. Yeah, we're going to sit down and talk the, about that the, here in a few. The why I designed it. Yeah, no, we're going to talk about that here in a few. So, You ready to turn this off? we got I'm some ready. more stuff to do. Yeah, i got to go back and unload a rack and all that fun stuff. All right, well, guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Life in the Fast Lane. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Designing Your Life. Um, we hope you gave you some some you know interesting tidbits and, and thoughts, and maybe, maybe we've challenged you a little bit on your thinking, and maybe you haven't really designed your life, and you're just kind of going through the, the – 
the, the steps each day to just simply get through. I, I don't want you to get through. I want you to thrive. Yeah, it was a blanketing episode, but it was good because it's just that I think the sentence itself is does living life by design, not by default, is not don't always fly by the seat of your pants and have the days going. If you wake up like the other day, I'll give this for instance and we can end there. Um, the other day after it was the day after Christmas, um, I had gotten a call on FaceTime at one in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who the heck is calling me this late? And I look at it, it's just a random number. I was like, all right, whatever. So I clicked end. Well, kept going and going and going. And, it, and they kept calling for 15 to 20 minutes. And it was just repeat, 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 repeat calls. And turns out it's some spam person just trying to, you know, piss somebody off and they're getting enjoyment out of it. They're getting their dopamine rush. Yep. I could have taken that and said, you know what? I got no sleep because my adrenaline was up. I didn't get back to sleep till 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. What did I do? I said, I have to go into work because this is what's going to give my family the best thing that it could possibly have. Mm-hmm. And the discipline of me waking up made me, one, have a better insight and better mood on the day. Mm-hmm. Getting in the work and getting something done Mm -hmm. made me happier. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that I was tired and doing all of that and still pushing forward made me feel like I was a better person. Yeah. It's because you you created checkboxes and you made little races for yourself and then you were able to win each race. Yeah. So don't allow those little things in life just kick you to the curb. Because I could have very well easily said, you know what, I don't want to come in. Yep. I'm tired. I, I can't produce, you know, I'm not going to be able to produce good for the day. You know, granted, I ran on every ounce of caffeine <laughs> that I could possibly find. Yeah. Because Chloe was off and she's like, hey, you want Starbucks? I'm like, yes, all of it, please. <laughs> well, the, the here's the thing that I try to build, and I don't think I've ever said this to anybody. I try to build an environment around me that is something that people want to come to and enjoy with me. Yeah. Whether it's my home my garage or my business i want people to come here and go i enjoy being here i enjoy the environment i enjoy the vibe vibe has been the word of my life here the last couple weeks it's that california oh god it rubbed off on me (laughs) (laughs) all right guys i hope you enjoyed this episode of life in the fast lane kyle thanks for another episode it's been fun it's been real um if you guys have any questions, please email us at hey, H-E-Y, fastlane at gmail.com. Not hey, mulch, mate. Not hey, Okay, we got to stop saying that. <laughs> You're just going to get it in my head. I'm having so much fun. Um, I fucked up, and he he's calling me on it constantly. Um, it's cool. It's the one thing he's got me on, bitch. <laughs> you also haven't put out a YouTube video. Uh, no, I can't help it. Um, email us there at hey, at fastlane at gmail.com. Or hey, fastlane at gmail.com. Um, we love to hear your perspectives. If you like it, let us know you like it. If you want to hear a subject and you're like, man, Nick, I really want to know your perspective on XYZ, dude, lay it on me because I've probably been through it. Yeah, we can do some sort of Q&A, whether it's you message him on Instagram or message me on Instagram or something. Like We, we want to have the interactions. That's why we started the podcast, to be able to help you guys. Yeah, and if you speak a different language, because we know lots of people on the other side of the world are listening to us, just email us in your language. We'll just simply Google Translate it. Yeah, or we'll, AI it. We'll figure it out. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, but with that said, guys, go check us out on YouTube and go check us out on all the different social media platforms. Just simply Google MulchMate and you'll find us all over the place. Um, with that said, share this podcast with your friends and don't forget about the Carlson Coaching Program at MulchMateUSA.com. If you're looking for someone that has 
built eight-figure businesses in under five years. I'm your guy. Uh, I'm not saying I can build a $100 million business just yet, but I'm working on it for sure. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's uh, We're on our way. Um, the so, but design that, is in place. It is. the design, And the design has been there since day one, and we've been pretty true to the whole thing. So with that said, guys, we love you. We hope you join us in the next episode of Life in the Fast Lane, and we hope you have an awesome day and go out there. And we want to hear about you know your life and how you're about to design it and uh, share it with your friends. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Catch you later, and don't forget to say, Mulch, mulch mood. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.